Welcome to Pocketry Presents, the podcast for emerging and aspiring poets. I'm Indrani Pereira, the founder of Pocketry, the home of unheard voices. I'm coming to you from the lands and waterways of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I recognise their rich tradition of storytelling, a tradition that we draw on when we write poetry. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging, and thank them for their custodianship of country. I acknowledge that this is stolen land and that sovereignty has never been ceded. In this episode of Pocketry Presents, we'll be hearing an established poet read one of their poems. I'll then talk a little bit about the poem, drawing out some of the techniques it uses. Today we'll be hearing a poem from Ez Fung. Ez Fung is astounded to be a poet, flash fictionista and spoken word performer based in Nam, Melbourne. Her poetry appears in print and online, including the Australian Poetry Journal, Cold Mountain Review and Borderless, a transnational anthology of feminist poetry published by Recent Work Press. Her performance persona, Waffle Iron Girl, has featured at spoken word events around Australia, including Passionate Tongues, La Mama Poetica, that poetry thing that's on at Smith's every Monday. On stage, she's a poetic analogue of heavy metal karaoke. Off stage, she eats identity labels for breakfast. She lives online at waffleirongirl.com. Heavy into silence. I am jollity when you call, tripping lightly between our words. I fashion sandwiches from syllables, limbo under emphasis. We toss accent marks lightly back and forth over the line. All the while, my fingers clench tight, tips drain white as I re-ragged gossamer, praying this web will hold steady as your truth falls heavy into silence. I have no freedom to offer. My cage, dough gilded and one most comfortably fashioned for my shape, still holds me in, renders me unable to free you. I am powerless to provide relief. My spine buckles under a weight you have borne all your life in outrageous grace. No whisk, no wing with which to fashion our escape. Just wrists to ring in companionable darkness where you fashioned your kindness lace. Your honest pain. Also his pain and hers. The pain of nations, of children, weeping of the earth, weeping of your tears, falling heavy into silence. I run out of courage. I run into an anecdote. I run out of fortitude. I run into a punchline. I run out of endurance. We pun, we pun, we pun. I don't know how to hold this, but lightly. Our jokes leavened with levity with space for tears and rage and everything in between as I fall with you heavy into silence. Hearing a poet read their own poem aloud is one of my favourite things about poetry and it's why you'll find me at open mic nights drinking in all the images. There is something magic about an author reading their own words to an audience and I hope you enjoyed Ez reading her poem Heavy Into Silence. Ez's poem had me from the first stanza with this description of a conversation. 
We toss accent marks slightly back and forth over the line. I have a fascination for the mechanics of writing, and I love it when a poet includes grammar or elements of speech, such as syllables and accent marks, in their poetry. They are foregrounding the craft of writing by making references to it, and in doing so, they make the invisible visible. It's like we're being given a backstage pass to the behind-the-scenes world of writing a poem, or that the poet is drawing aside the veil and showing us the trick that creates their magic. I'm a sucker for how-to books and interviews with poets about their creative process. It's fascinating, finding out how things are done or created. It's why I have such a good time interviewing poets about their creative process for this podcast. I fashion sandwiches from syllables, limbo under emphasis. I can see as limboing under the emphasis she or her listener have just put onto a word or a phrase. I wonder if her limboing is a joyful act or one a little more solemn, although I suspect there is a hint of melancholy or some tinge of sadness to it as she is jollity when you call, tripping lightly between our words, which contrasts with the title, heavy into silence. This limboing under the title of the poem creates a contrast and a tension for the listener. If the poet is limboing, why are they heavy into silence? Kate Clanch in her book How to Grow a Poem says that a title can be many things, including a signpost that directs us into the subject of the poem, an ad to get us to read the poem, a map that locates us in a place or time, a comment that becomes clearer after we've read the poem, or a puzzle that will be solved when we read or hear the poem. Inez's poem Heavy into Silence The title acts as a signpost and gives us a clue as to where the poem is going. Although the speaker is jollity when you call, title tells us that at some point we'll be going heavy into silence. We're not sure when or how this will happen, so the title also becomes a puzzle. We wonder why there will be this heavy silence. We're curious to read on and find out what happens next. This poem's title comes from within the poem itself. Picking out a line that has resonance or meaning is a great way to title a poem. Another way is to ground it in a time or place, or even both. So you could call your poem Noble Park North, 1976, for example, if you were writing a poem set in that particular south-eastern suburb of Melbourne in the mid-1970s. Ez's title makes us want to read more and solve the mystery. She doesn't leave us hanging, and in this poem we get our answer in the second stanza. As I weave ragged gossamer, praying this web will hold steady as your truth falls heavy into silence. There it is, the truth that falls heavy into silence. It's a truth I can relate to, even though I don't know its specifics. I do, however, know this feeling of anxiety and nervousness, perhaps even fear, at what is about to be said. All the while my fingers clench tight, lips strain white. I think this feeling stems from a fear of not being able to help, or perhaps saying the wrong thing and unintentionally hurting someone you care about. And the way Ez writes these lines is beautiful. Listen to the internal rhyme of this line. Clench tight, lips strain white. Tight from the middle of the line rhymes with white at the end of the line. This is known as an internal rhyme because a word from within the line rhymes with one at the end of the line. You can also have words within the line rhyming with each other. A rhyme occurs when the end sound of two different words is the same. So as well as tight and white, we could have cat and mat, or odd and trod, and far and car, and so on. While clenched tight, lip strain white, has an internal rhyme, we are more used to hearing rhyme occur at the end of lines as in this section. No whisk or wing with which to fashion our escape just wrists to ring. Ring at the end of the first line rhymes with ring at the end of the third line. This is known as an end rhyme. can be used for successive lines next to each other or ones that are spaced apart as in this example. Rhyme can be tricky to get right without sounding cliched or clunky or even worse like a nursery rhyme but when it is used well it can sing and shine. There's not a lot of rhyme in this poem which is what makes it so powerful when it occurs. In a poet's glossary by Edward Hirsch he quotes the poet Raina Maria Rilke 
calling rhyme a goddess of secret and ancient coincidences. Joining together different words to make sound patterns pleases our ears and has been used in ancient Chinese, Arabic, Sanskrit, Norse and Celtic poetry. Rhyme also helps us to remember verse and was used by ancient orators to remember epic poems and by modern spoken word artists for the same reason. Of course, there is also the sheer pleasure that comes with speaking and hearing words that fit so neatly together. Listen to the beauty of these lines which echo the ragged gossamer of the web from earlier in the poem. In companionable darkness where you fashion your kindness lace. Gorgeous lines like these are gems or talismans you can collect in notebooks or memorise to take out later when you need comfort or inspiration. These lines in particular speak to me of a certain kind of care that comes with love and friendship. And this care is all the more precious because it's coming from someone who's having a hard time but still manages to create kindness. We never find out what the truth is that falls heavy into silence, nor do we need to, because ultimately this poem is speaking about friendship, about someone listening to a friend and being there in a time of need. Even though they don't know what to do or say, they are showing up and doing their best. It's all any of us need to do. You will find heavy into silence the poem in this episode of Pocketry Presents Inez Fung's book, Margin Doodles, Volume 1. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Pocketry Presents. If you like this episode, please leave a comment and share it with your friends. To find out more about Pocketry, the home of unheard voices, visit www.pocketry.com.au and happy writing.